warning. This episode contains strong language. But when you told me to just tell myself it's Jesus until I believe it, I realized the utter dishonesty of faith. I, did, I still didn't understand the full depth of it because faith is inherently dishonest. It's the, it is the most dishonest position it is possible to have. I, I, I left theism in that moment. I never had an interest in, in there being a God because it, 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 God just doesn't make sense to me. I could, I could, see, I could see a biosphere of uh, you know, the, the cosmic oneness of, of all life being interconnected in some spiritual way. I, that, that made sense. You know, like what Obi-Wan Kenobi describes the force. Sure. Basically, the Jedi religion was based on Taoism, and a combination of Taoism and Confucianism. So there was some you know, spiritual truth in there. You know, there, there, was, there was some some adages that that made sense in there that were beautiful and, and compelling. If I, had, if I had read the Tao Te Ching before I saw Star Wars, then I would have identified as a Taoist. But I saw Star Wars first, so that made me a Jedi. <laughs> Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick. All right, let's get to this. So my guest today is Aaron Ra. He is a, well, he's sort of known for being an atheist. I know that sounds weird, but that, that's sort of what he's known for. Um, he has a YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, he's an author. He debates. Um, he was head of the National Atheist Institute, I think it's called, something like that. National Atheist Organization, something like, along those lines. Um, and uh, yeah, this was an interesting conversation. Uh, to, to, to be frank. Um, so look, we, we've had pastors on the show. So, you know, look, we, we've got to have all sides, all kind of conversations. And it was a great conversation. Um, look, we, he dispelled a lot of uh, what, what I would call myths of, of what atheism is and how people act as, as atheist. Um, and full disclosure, you know, I've sort of described myself as an atheist myself, um, to be honest with you. So, uh, but I will say that there are some points and beliefs that he has that I don't agree with. Um, so, and that's okay. You know, it was just a great conversation. I, I did enjoy it. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. There was a couple of times where I felt a little uncomfortable. I don't even know why. I, I think I feel a little uncomfortable talking about atheism sometimes because I feel like I'm going to be judged, to be honest with you. Uh, because of some of those myths that exist out there of what people who say they're atheists are, you know. I mean, look, I live in the South. I'm in Texas. I'm in the Bible Belt, okay? Um, it's not necessarily a popular opinion amongst everybody. Um, you know, if you say you're an atheist, uh, sometimes, you, you know, it's like, oh, you have no morals, you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Of course, as a, you know, someone who's atheist or agnostic or, and we go over what, what those terms are as well and what that means. Um, you know, what does that mean? You know, I, I can't be moral, right? I, I can't do the right thing. Like, that's crazy, right? Um, so, you know, I'm not out killing people, you know, I'm not on crime spree. Like, you know, I live my life, uh, treat people as you would like to be treated. That, look, I live by the golden rule. That, that's all I need. All right, and now it's time, before we get to the episode, it's time for a segment we, I liked, I'm, I'm naming it, okay? 
because uh, this is brand new. We're doing it. Uh, I did it one episode before, but now I'm naming the segment. It's called Bet You Didn't Know That. Okay, so uh, basically all I'm going to do is just tell you some uh, food facts and things about Texas. Facts about Texas, food facts, uh, because as you know, we are sponsored by Texas Real Food. All right, so first fact, Texas has 248,809 farms. That, that could be off by a farm or two. Um, more than any other state in the nation. Bet you didn't know that. Yeah, quarter of a million farms. That is what I would, what I would say is, that is unbelievable. Hi. Okay, uh, next fact, all right? Texas's oldest winery is still in operation. It's Val Verde. It's established in 1883. So that is an old winery. So established in 1883. That is pretty cool. Uh, and it's still, they are still, you know, knocking out wine. I bet you didn't know this. Pumpkins are fruits, not vegetables. Hmm? Bet you didn't know that. Because I didn't. This is the last fact, okay? Bet you didn't know this. Uh, but the first frozen margarita machine was invented in Dallas by Mariano Martinez. Okay? First frozen margarita machine. I bet his friends loved him. Right? They were just like, this is the greatest thing ever. They're just frozen margaritas coming out. Because otherwise, you're just making it one at a time with a blender. Well, not one at a time, but, you know, you got this machine. It's made. That's interesting. I wonder what year that was. Anyway, so there's your facts. Bet you didn't know that segment. Thank you for listening in on that. All right. So, uh, as always, don't forget, you know, go to texasrealfood.com slash discover. And you can find other articles as well. Uh, and recipes, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff to uh, support uh, Texas food and businesses. Uh, don't forget, um, listen at the end. You can find more, uh, listen at the end of the podcast. You can find out more about the website. Um, and don't forget, you know, check, check out on social media as well. Go to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that. It's just Texas Real Food. And you can find fun facts like this. They're always posting pictures, you know, cool places in Texas. So it's really cool social media and they do a lot of, a lot of fun stuff. So, um, and there actually is an interesting article right now that uh, you can get um, for Thanksgiving. Six farms and ranches to grab your Thanksgiving turkey from this 2020. So make sure to check out uh, the website, okay? TexasRealFood.com slash discover and check that article out. Six farms and ranches to grab your Thanksgiving turkey from. Because when you support local farms and ranches, guys, okay, you're supporting the heartbeat of America and Texas. Okay, we've got to support our local farmers and ranches and, and everyone, you know, working uh, food like that. So, all right, without further ado, let's get to the episode. Uh, wonderful guest, Mr. Aaron Raw. Please enjoy. Well, again, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you. Um, you know, this is something I've been looking forward to, to, to be honest with you, uh, you know, because we have a lot of uh, look, I'm in Austin, I'm based in Austin here, you know, so I'm in Texas and, the, you know, this is a very we're in the Bible Belt, right? We're in the South. This is 
just how it is, uh, especially in Texas, a lot of religious folks, you know, no problem there. Um, but myself personally, I've gone through my own journey uh, of sorts. And, you know, where I'm at now is, yeah, I'm not, I, I always say I'm not a believer, right? When I'm talking to people, uh, I had Max Locato on, for instance, who's a, a pastor down in San Antonio, New York Times bestseller, blah, blah. blah. And that, that's, that's basically how I tell people. I just say, you know, I'm not a believer, but th let's have this conversation. So I was excited to talk to you. You know, um, I don't really get a chance to, you know, have these sort of conversations on the podcast too often. So, you know, I've actually got a lot of questions, man, to be honest with you. So I might be hitting you with a bunch of stuff. I hope that's okay. Yeah, no worries. Awesome. Well, good. Uh, I figure we just start here because this will get the conversation going. So this is a quote that I, I was reading. Um, this is from Jonathan Sachs. I don't know if you know who this is. So th this is more going to start with the terminology of what atheism, agnostic, uh, you know, all these different terms that might describe what some may say the same thing or different things. So I, I thought this was an interesting quote on uh, new atheism. Um, so I'll just read it and we'll start there. So again, this is from Jonathan Sachs, author of The Great Partnership, Science, Religion, and the Search for Meaning. So he says that uh, he feels that new atheists missed the target. Um, so this is what he wrote. Atheism deserves better than the new atheist whose methodology consists of criticizing religion without understanding it, quoting text without context, taking exceptions as the rule, confusing folk belief with reflective theology, abusing, mocking, ridiculing, charactering, demon, uh, demonizing religious faith and holding it responsible for the great crimes against humanity. Religion has done harm. I acknowledge that. But the cure for bad religion is good religion, not no religion, just as a cure for bad science is good science, not the abandonment of science. So, yeah, figure we just start there. I'm curious what you what you think about that. You well, know, science at least has a positive aspect. There's something good that comes from science. Uh, religion is just lying to people. That's it. That's all. It's asserting baseless speculation as though it were a matter of fact, pretending to know things no one even can know. That's a lie. That's all any and all religions are is lying to people. It's the land of make-believe. If you believe on faith then that means make-belief. So the, the best you can hope for is a religion that doesn't really do anything except a, a establish community, perhaps. You know, so the best you can hope for is a religion that isn't a religion at all. And I think a lot of people understand that the, the more religious uh, people are, you know, the, the more wackadoodle they are, the, the, the crazier, the more fundamentals. You know? So it would be better. A lot of people understand that you know that if they're not if they weren't so religious, they'd be better people. So the less religious you are, the better you are. The more religious you are, the more extreme you are. And somebody you know, wise once upon a time said that if it were if a religion really was a religion of peace, then its fundamentalists would be the most peaceful people on earth. But of course, you know, because the fundamentalists are the most extreme, the most devoted to it. But if if the fundamentalists really are all about ignorance and hatred and bigotry, then that's what the religion is about. So the, the thing that we need with, with religion is, uh, how about not lie to people? How about be honest about what we don't know? Don't pretend to know things you don't know. Don't tell people when, when their child dies that, that well, they're, they're in heaven now, they're looking down, God needed another angel. Don't, don't, that's so infuriating when somebody does that. It, it, it's, it's not, and it's not just that it's dishonest, it's disrespectful. She's in a better place now. No, she's not. This urn is not a better place. 
So I, I have yeah. nothing but uh, loathing for religion because the only thing in the world that I hate really is is injustice, and that includes lies, and of course, that includes religion because religion is a lie. Yeah. Have you always been? Were you ever a believer at any point in your life? I was a believer in a different sense. Uh, when I use the word belief, it's different than what the way a believer uses it. If I say that I believe something, and I, I do my best not to say that because it confuses people. Uh, if I say that I believe something, it means that this is what I think is the truest or closest to the truth, but I can't prove it. That's what yeah. belief means. But for a believer, it means make-believe. That means there, it's a conscious act of will of mind over matter, the power of positive thought, that you can change reality if you could just believe hard enough. Think about the phrase, believe hard enough. Have you ever heard somebody say that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So how do you believe hard enough? You're convincing yourself. You are pretending. That's what religion is. Yeah, okay. Um, no, I, I totally hear what you're saying here. Um, so As did you ever... As far as the criticism, you're not going to you're not going to land any punches if you're you're quoting things out of context. If you don't actually understand what something is saying, no, yeah. you, you have to have an intelligent approach to it. I mean, sure. <clears throat> I'm currently on a on a on a what do I call, let's call it a mission. I, I'm I'm on a mission to read the Quran, and the way that I've chosen to do that is not just to read the Quran because I'm a Westerner. I was not raised in Islam, so I don't know what the traditions are. I know that if I was raised in Pakistan and I'd never met a Christian in my life, if I had picked up a Bible and started to read it, I would never know that the serpent in the garden was supposed to be Satan because the Bible doesn't say that. It doesn't imply that. It doesn't even allow that. But in recent history, Christianity has taken up this traditional interpretation, which is a very different interpretation than what the Catholic Church held back in the Renaissance. Serpent in the garden wasn't Satan then. It was Lilith, Adam's oh, first wife. Interesting. But, you know, that, that was centuries ago, and nobody remembers that anymore because nobody's that old. So I understand that, that you, you, you'd have to be raised in the Christian tradition to know that the serpent is supposed to be Satan, even though it can't be Satan. And you know, Because the first time Satan is mentioned by name, he's walking, and he and God have never had a falling out. So, you know, there's two elements of the story that are already wrong. So I read the Quran. I read multiple translations of it at once because it's, it's supposed to be in Arabic and I can only read English. So I have to read multiple translations and sometimes up to six translations just to understand what one verse is trying to say because it's the wow. worst written book in the world. And, and then I have to compare that to the tafsirs, get other interpretations of it. And then I do a video chat with a panel of people who were raised in Islam and who speak Arabic, who can then tell me what I got right or wrong. And yeah. I, I think that's the best way for a Westerner to read the Quran. And so that way I'm, I'm not coming up. I don't ever, ever have any, somebody telling me that, Oh, you're taking that out of context or you just don't understand. You have to read it in the spirit, which means believe it before you read it, read it unquestioningly, read it uncritically, read it thoughtlessly. And I'm not going to yeah. do that. Yeah. If God existed, he'd be a he'd have to be a better author than this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I totally understand. Um, okay, so l let me ask you this. Have you ever 
believed, was there ever a point in your life where you thought there was a creator of this earth? You were convinced of no, it? No, no. I used to believe there was a God. Yeah. But uh, as uh, Kenneth Miller said in, in one of his presentations, he said that he, he's a Catholic, he's a theist. In the broadest sense, he believes that there was a creator, but there's not a deceptive one. There's not one that individually made every species and they didn't make biblical or they didn't make barominology uh, uh, kinds either, right? So there, you, God sets up a system wherein evolution, you know, so, so the verses that says, you know, where God says, let the earth bring forth each creature after. Yeah, that's what evolution is and does. So that's a perfect way to describe that. Yeah. Uh, so I believed that there was a God because my family lied to me and told me that God was a conclusively proven scientific fact and that it would be just as ridiculous to question the existence of God as it would be to question whether we really had a president. And then I grew up with those very same people now suggesting that the president is just a puppet behind an Illuminati conspiracy. So. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, yeah. So what, what was there a specific moment or something that happened where you were like, yep, this isn't real. This is yeah, I, I had an afternoon of, uh, I had, I was reborn Christian for like, I don't know, three hours. Um, a lot of people say that when they, when they accept Jesus uh, as their savior, they have this moment of elation, euphoric condition or whatever, you know, and I'm, I'm like floating about in a, in a, in a, in a days of joy or whatever for you. Know, Cause this happens with, when you convert to any religion and you'll get that. Sure. Honestly. So, I mean, there's, it's just a mind game that they all play on each other. And so I remember being just having a moment of skepticism and asking a friend of mine, my, my best friend in high school, who is now a Southern Baptist minister and a oh. young earth creationist. Uh, I asked him, how do I know that this, this elation that I'm feeling is really Jesus and that it's not just you know coming from my own mind or whatever? And he grabbed me by both shoulders with this huge beaming smile and said, just keep telling yourself it's Jesus until you believe it. Now, he had repeatedly told me about the fake it till you make it thing. And, and that, he, that he believes that the Bible is the only source of truth in our world and that all, of, all the rest of reality be a lie. So what he's actually saying is that he's going to believe the lie and not the truth, which is the reality he's rejecting. But when he told me to, to just tell myself it's Jesus until I believe it, I, I realized the utter dishonesty of faith. I, did, I still didn't understand the full depth of it because faith is inherently dishonest. It's the, it is the most dishonest position it is possible to have. I, I, I left theism in that moment. I never had an interest in, in there being a God because it, 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 God just doesn't make sense to me. I could, I could see, I could see a biosphere of, uh, you know, the, the cosmic oneness of, of all life being interconnected in some spiritual way. I, that, that made sense. You know, like what Obi-Wan Kenobi describes the force. Sure. Basically the Jedi religion was based on Taoism and a combination of Taoism and Confucianism. So there was some, you know, spiritual truth in there. You know, there, there, was, there was some some adages that that made sense in there that were beautiful and, and compelling. If I had, if I had read the Tao Te Ching before I saw Star Wars, then I would have identified as a Taoist. But I saw Star Wars first, so that made me a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's yeah, so I started floating around trying to uh, trying to experiment with 
uh, the supernatural, the spiritual world. I wanted, I wanted to understand it. So I wanted firsthand encounters. So I started doing uh, med- you know, transcendental meditation. I started doing seances. I, I, I did all kinds of, you know, um, ad- adepts. Whatever. I'm working with druids on, on the, these spiritual conjurations and everything. I'm getting all into this new age woo shit, uh, trying, to, trying to have a firsthand experience. I'm trying to scientifically analyze the spiritual world. Um, because I was a kid. I was like 19. And I, I didn't know a better way to do that. And I realized at some point that I was able to make people see and hear and feel whatever they already believed in. I just had to build up the ambiance. And I'll just create a positive feedback loop in somebody's mind. They'll run with it. But I could only, if they were raised in Christianity and that's all they knew, that's what they're going to see. You know, and if they were, if they, if they're from India and they were raised with Hinduism and that's all they know, that's all they're going to see. You're not going to switch them. You know, it's yeah. not like there's one universal religion where, where, where Hindus will suddenly accept Jesus or, or Christians will accept Krishna. Sure. That doesn't happen. So what is this uh, feedback? It's a, a friend of mine, Daryl Ray, wrote a book called The God Virus, that whatever religion you're indoctrinated in with your childhood, that you go through a period where you're susceptible to adopt religion again, and it's going to be the one from your childhood. Interesting. Yeah, yeah for unless sure. You, unless, you get rad, unless you get radicalized by, because there's another, like in your late teens, you can be in a situation where you're susceptible again to a completely different religion. Once you have been uh, burned by your birth religion. Sure. So it's an interesting paradox there. It really is. You're right. Yeah. So, I mean, what it, what had happened was I realized that, that I, I wasn't showing any of these people anything true. I'm creating an illusion that they're going to run with. And then I realized that some of the things that I was practicing, some of my proofs that I could demonstrate to people, I started re-examining that and I realized that I wasn't just fooling other people. I was fooling myself and I don't want to go into the details of it because it's a part of my life that I'm just deeply embarrassed about. And it's, it's funny that people who still feel spiritual things are so proud to proclaim these, these experiences that they have. And I've had better than most. And I realize now that, you know what, my, my experiences were much more profound than yours. And I still realize now that they're crap. I still remember it happening. And I realized that the, the painful realization that, that it couldn't have happened, that it yeah. was all in my mind, and that's it. Yeah. It's amazing what the mind can do. And, and this is one of the things I hate about prayer, because the only purpose for prayer is that if you start talking to any imaginary being, it, it doesn't matter what God it is. You can talk to any God, any religion. It doesn't have to be a God. You can talk to the, the spirits of your dead ancestors. You can talk to extraterrestrial telepaths sending you transmissions through your tinfoil. You can, you can commune with past life memories. But if you talk to any imaginary being long enough, they're going to start talking back. And it doesn't matter how imaginary they are. It can be your, what is the, the volleyball named Wilson? Eventually, yeah. it's going to start talking back. Yeah. So it's, it's human psychology, and this is what prayer is. So when you tell people to go pray five times a day, you're doing mind control, and that's all you're doing. Yeah, interesting. I, I never, I never actually heard it put that way. Um, that that is interesting. Uh, you know what I noticed? Um, I, it's my fault here completely. I never, we never explained what the differences were in the terms before we jumped into all this. I, I want to get that out of the way for any listeners, just so that they're 
you know, if we're mentioning them as we go. So if you could just sort of what you think are the differences between atheism, uh, being agnostic, right? People just sort of lump all these things together. Yeah, I've written quite a lot about that. Uh, I'll give you a link to a rather lengthy article I did about this because I argue with philosophers quite a lot. I don't want to. It's just <laughs> what happened was the people who defined the word atheism, uh, like uh, Matthias Knudsen, was the first person to accept the label, to accept the fact that the atheist label fit him. Uh, theism is God belief. Atheism is lacking God belief. So we're without God belief. So it used to be a pejorative for many centuries, you know, like from 500 BC, people were calling each other godless. And this included the Christians, you know, they would call the Christians godless and the God and Christians would call the pagans godless for different reasons, you know, different justifications, but <clears throat> that's what atheist was. You see, you're calling each other godless. And Matthias Knudsen realized that uh, he wrote in 1674 that, yes, I am atheist because I don't believe in any God, but I am also a conscientarian because in addition to not believing in a God, I actually have a belief that there is no God. So what we would call anti-theism or strong atheism. Anti-theism, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he didn't even consider yeah. it atheism. He, he, he just said, you know, this, he called it conscientarianism. Was, you know, he, it was a, he called it a religion, which, give him some credit, is 1674, and he was the first person to speak. In Europe, he's speaking out about, he's declaring himself to be an atheist at the risk of being burned for it. Yeah. So then a century later, <clears throat> Baron Dolbrock also uh, rocked the, uh, the 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 atheist label, but he did it proudly. He didn't call himself. He didn't. He didn't put. The, he also distinguished the people who don't believe in God from the people who believe there is no God. He said the people who believe there is no God were fools. So he would be he would be calling me a fool in that respect. But he he was in the 1700s, and I'm in the 21st century. So I. I think I have an advantage over. <laughs> so, I mean, I know there is no God in the same way, to the same degree, and for the same reasons that I know there are no leprechauns. Anybody who tells you that they know that there are no leprechauns knows that rationally, knows that according to evidence and logic that there's no leprechauns, but you can't absolutely prove with 100% certainty that there's no leprechauns just because they're in possible doesn't mean that you can absolutely prove it well you so, can't prove a negative right that's always well, the you, sometimes you can but it, but in this case you it, this is one of those cases where you can't you can't absolutely prove you can only get what 97 percent certainty so i mean yeah i mean it's really hard <laughs> to prove there is no god right if somebody said like prove there is no god it, the same way it's for me it's the same it's the same thing as saying if somebody were to say i can prove there is a god i think it's the same thing as somebody saying i can prove there is no god i don't know that's how i see it but you're so confident you're saying you 100 percent think there is no no god period of any kind there's not creator. even a possibility of god there's it's, no possibility of god that's that's crazy to me how, how can you say that just in order to don't, say we don't know but we in order don't know. to say whether something is possible, because not everything is possible. You can't just say anything is possible because it's not possible for monkeys to fly out of your ass. It's not possible for a cow to jump over the moon. There's, there's Well, there's, here, 
maybe on another planet. I'm just saying, I mean, uh, you talk to scientists and they say, well, maybe on another planet, gravity's different, this, that. Uh, maybe things do happen differently. I, I kind you of know, do agree that anything is possible. The strength of the, of, the, of the animal's bones versus the amount of force that its weight can produce get, or that its muscles can produce cannot establish, cannot come anywhere near close enough to achieve escape velocity. There's just, but you're talking about hard. on this earth though, right? Amongst right, our exactly. physics That's and what, our science. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so it's not possible for the, the, you know, the muscles in a cow's legs to, to raise that, you know, 1500 sure. pounds or 2000 pounds to escape velocity. That's, there's no I, I way agree. that's going to happen. You would I have to be on a different planet. You'd have to change all the parameters, but from this yeah. planet over the moon, no, that can't happen. It's not possible. You're right. And you're there's right. myriad other things that are not possible. So we can't start with the default that it, that, you know, in order to say whether something is possible, there must be a precedent or a parallel or a verified phenomenon indicating that such possibility exists. Now, if we don't know that such possibility exists, that doesn't mean that we can necessarily say that it is absolutely impossible. But we can say, as I have, that there is no possibility. You want to say, well, well what, sure, there's a possibility. Okay, what is it? Yeah. And then nobody can answer because there is no possibility. Well, I guess if, my, if there was I, a possibility, you'd be able to show me what it is. That's, that is interesting. I, I guess I, I, I do see what you're saying. Um, I guess what I'm saying is, it's hard for me. Look, the reason that I left religion, if you want to, you know, whatever, believing in God was because it was such a definitive thing that I had to. It was 100 percent. You're all in. There's no other way. There's no other possibility. And the moment I started asking about other religions and well, how come they believe this over there? What, what if they're right? You know, it just all went down a loophole for me. So I sort of took that same approach with the other side of saying, well, if you're definitely going to tell me there is no God, you're basically saying the same thing as them. There is a God. You're, you're taking a definitive stand on something that I just don't see how you can understand. It's sort of the God of gaps theory, the opposite way. You're taking the theory of the things that do exist, right? And you're, and you're filling that in the same way people fill in the God of gaps. I don't know. That, that's just how I. Okay. So there's, there's I'm more, seeing. there's more to it than that. I mean, so the reasons that I understand that there are no leprechauns, I've, I've argued with a Christian, a doc, pastor Bob Enyart told me that he knows for certain that there are no leprechauns based on the fact that there's no evidence of them, that somehow having no evidence of a thing is enough to know that it doesn't exist. Now, according to Hitchens Razor, that's fair, that what is asserted without evidence, positive evidence, positive claims require positive evidence. And what is asserted sure. without evidence may be dismissed without evidence. Yeah. So unsupported assertions have no more credence than claims that have been proven wrong. Sure. You have to show me there's a there there because yeah. that's, that's the first thing. But then with, with leprechauns, we know that it's not possible. You know, most leprechauns are, are, are shown to be something like, you know, six inches tall or something like that. And it is not possible for a human figure to exist and function at that size. And then of course there's magic involved and magic alone is in defiance of physics. So, I mean, God, is sure. defined by his miraculous nature, right? That, that everything yeah. he does defies the laws of physics. And, if, and anything that defies the laws of physics is physically impossible, and thus God is impossible by extension. And then all of the, the stupid excuses for why we, you know, if God had any effect on anything, if God could actually do something, there would, if magic actually worked, there would be people like Gandalf and Hermione and Spock and Obi-Wan who would be able to demonstrate that it works. And sure. even if we couldn't explain it, We'd have to admit that, hey, you know what? This guy came in and he was an amputee, and here this faith healer regrew that leg. 
we we got documented this guy spent 20 years in a wheelchair and this faith healer did that prayer that guy got up and we we checked the x-rays and he's completely healed after 20 years that's an ama- isn't that amazing but no what ends up happening is that somebody walks in gets a wheelchair goes up on stage stands up out of it gets their money and goes home sure. in the same condition that they were already in yeah. if there was any truth to it there would be evidence of it but people make the excuse that there is no evidence at all because god exists uh, god is beyond time right well then there's no time in which he exists or, or God is outside of this reality. Okay, but that means he does not exist in reality. And it just, there's no, there's no logic to defend this. There's certainly no evidence to defend this. It's pretend. That's all it is. And sometimes you'll get people to admit that they know that what they believe is not really true, but they're going to believe it anyway. Yeah, I know a lot of people like that, actually. They say that to me. So they admit that faith is just pretend that it's convincing yeah. yourself of things. It's more for their true. family, right? They're, they're like, well, I got my family meets there on Sunday. So we go and you know, I was raised this way. You know, my mother would, would kill me if she thought I didn't believe, right? Like those sort of things. I can relate to people uh, not wanting to cause any drama in their life. Um, and just, they go for the social function or the community aspect of it. The fellowship maybe. Um, so here that, we I mean, have a Santa Claus. We have a Santa Claus for grownups. But what makes that especially disturbing <laughs> is that it that it controls so much of your life, takes 10% of your income to start yeah. with. Yeah. Right. And then manipulates your labor and exploits everything. So so people, you know, religious leaders, look at all these religious leaders who make millions of dollars, you know, every year who have no training, no expertise. All they know how to do is lie convincingly. Right? You know, Creflo Dollar, has he even read the damn Bible? He, he has he has a number of jets, you know, <laughs> yeah. and and he and he get, he gets up on charges for abusing his own family because he's he's just as immoral as everybody else. 100%. But he, he's he's able to get up on stage and say, "Give me your money," and they give him their money. You know, I'm a god man. I'm a blessed man. I'm, oh, he's blessed. Well, let me give him give him more of my money, and we'll stay poor in our trailer park. Yeah, yeah. There's you're no right. justification for it. There's. There's, there's so much evil has been ascribed to religion, not just historically, currently. You know, and there's, yeah. you know, the, the, the cure for bad religion is good. Re- no, the cure for bad heroin is not good heroin. It's no heroin. Yeah, I mean, that's a good argument right there, for sure. I, I totally get it. Um, you know, it's... Let's say my mother, for instance, okay, she's um, does not go to church uh, by no means, uh, but would would probably say uh, she's a Catholic. She's from Mexico. So she would probably say, oh, I'm Catholic. She's got holy water. She's constantly hitting me with it. She she gives me the bendición, we call it every time she sees me. And when I leave her presence, you know, and I'm never going to say anything to her. I'm never going to fight her on this, uh, you know, argument makes her feel better. She has these conversations. Um, You know, we talked about that earlier, right? You're people that are talking to imaginary people. I mean, it is a little crazy, I guess, if you think about it, but it makes her feel good. It makes her feel, you know, I don't want to say in control, but she feels better that like someone's watching over her. What do you say to something, somebody like that? Their their life's fine. They help out. They're not causing any problems. They're not doing anything. What Do you think that's unhealthy for them in their life? Oh, yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm really? Have you, have you seen the people who are t- constantly talking to Jesus? That's my mom. That's my mom. Yeah. My mom constantly talk. I, I don't see anything wrong with it. Just for the fact that she's not hurting anybody. She's <clears> the greatest. If you 
if you would ask anybody that knows her, they would say she's one of the best people they've ever known in their life. I've met some religious people who are decent people, but they're deceived. And it's the deception that bothers me. I, I totally, I, I get that. I get that. And there's sometimes they're self-deceived. I mean, we could talk about my mom much the same way. You know, like no independent thought believes what the Mormon church and lately what Fox news tells her. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and you yeah. cannot visit reason upon her. You, you can't get her to consider another. There is no considering another side. There's just, sure. there's her side and everything else is evil. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that too. It's almost one of those things where, you know, my mother's older. It's like, is this really the, is this really what I should be doing with the last moments of my life with my mother? <laughs> Right. Having these conversations with her. No, I just want yeah. to eat, have a good time, yeah, I, I enjoy your tacos. That. Right. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. But I totally so I, I target I target religious leaders and especially yes. politicians. That bothers me a lot. Absolutely. Bothers me a lot. The people um, who are spreading stealing. the poison. Yes, I, I, I hear you do when they're asking for money and all that. That that's a big reason of why I left the church as well. That really bothered me that you're asking these people with no money, just like you said, you're asking these people with no money to give you all their money and claiming things that are completely impossible. One, we're going to clear your debt. We will cure you of your diseases. Just send me all your money. I mean, it's like, what? This is, and people do it. They live their whole life savings. They give up everything. They'll live in complete poverty so that that guy can have, like you said, jets and all these, you know, $10,000 suits and Mercedes and mansions. And it's, it's absolutely crazy to me. Yeah. Kenneth it. Copeland is one of the local Dallas preachers and he has yeah. a $20 million estate. I mean, that's since that's, is that godly? If Jesus came down, would he be like, oh yeah, great, great pad, great pad you yeah. got here. Right. I mean, not at all. It's you're right. It's disgusting. And there's, and there's a lot me. that we can target about it in each individual about the underhanded and criminal things that they do to manipulate people and take. So you have these people that have no training. They have no knowledge or expertise in anything. All they, all they're good at is lying. Yeah. They're charismatic, and right? Like that's it. Because they represent themselves as, as, or because they present themselves as representative of God. Yeah. That means that we, we just simply ascribe them power. Yep. We, we give them political power, social power, financial power. We donate hundreds of millions of dollars of land and resources, like with Ken Ham and his you know, Magic Arc Park. Those I know about that. Yeah, that thing is crazy. Yeah, so I mean, all this money, they just give them all of yeah. this power and prestige and, and treat them. Give them an honorary doctorate and treat them like they're something wonderful and special and wise. They're just a liar. They're running a scam. That's it. That's all. There's nothing else to it. And every one of them will admit or has admitted on record at some point that they know they're full of shit or that they're just, that it is all just a lie. I mean, like, like Ken Ham, for example, says in a number of different presentations, he says that he's seen the evidence. He simply rejects it. Yeah. That he's going to believe what his magic book of fables says over what the reality can be proven to be. That's it. I mean, some people, you're right. Some people just reject it. They know they just don't want to face it because again, it would throw a wrench in their whole life, their whole routine, everything that's set up, everything that's connected. It would just totally throw that all into a loop. So they just say, forget it. I'm, I'm not even going to confront that even though it's lingering right here. Cause that's how it was for me when I was in church and I'd be looking around at everybody and they'd be hands up in the air, eyes closed. And I would, they'd be looking all emotional and like, it's really hitting them. And I'm thinking, 
Am I doing it wrong? I don't feel the same thing they feel. Uh, you know what I mean? I was just honest with myself. I said, if I'm going to feel, I'll, I'll be honest. And I never felt anything ever, not one time. You know, I sidetracked myself. <laughs> I sidetracked myself on an earlier question. I mentioned how uh, Baron Albrock just said that he is an atheist and he kept explaining that, that atheists are people who just, they simply, they're not buying the bullshit. That's, that's all yeah. it is. Yeah. That, that, you know, you're, you're telling me the story and I'm saying, Oh, maybe that might be, maybe that's true. And maybe it isn't, but I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to say that I know that it's false when I don't know, but I don't believe that it's true either. I don't believe that's an atheist. Yeah. Now within the category of atheist, you can be an anti-theist as I am, or you can be agnostic as I used to be for a long time. But then somebody pointed out to me the same thing that, you know, that there are not fairies living in your asshole that you, you know, for the same, same reasons that you know that there is no God. And I've realized, you know, that's right. But what happened with the agnostic thing, and this confused everybody was that Darwin's bulldog, Thomas Huxley uh, was irritated by people in his day when they were finding evidence of evolution, which of course completely contradicted uh, the, the Christian doctrine, you know, if biblical literalism. So they were saying that it was proof against God and therefore they know there is no God. And Huxley thought that that was an irrational argument because, you know, technically it is, it does disprove, you know, the, 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 the biblical literalists, but there are other versions of God that are a little loftier than that and, and can't be, you know, chopped down quite so easily. So Huxley didn't understand what atheism meant because he's dealing with people who don't know what atheism means. And he didn't know what Gnostic meant either, but he creates this word agnostic, which consequently doesn't make a lot of sense where he says he doesn't have the, the belief that God exists, which is atheism technically. And he doesn't have the belief that God does not exist either. And the interesting thing about that is, is everybody thought that, well, if agnostic means that you don't believe that God does not exist, that means that atheists believe that God does not exist. So he redefined atheism by creating a new word. But the fact is, is it, it didn't mean that ever. I mean, if you go back to, to Webster's 1828 dictionary, which predates Huxley's invention of the word agnostic, that already, the definition says that atheism already was a lack of belief that there is a God. So yeah. it was never belief that there is no God. It was never that. It never meant that. But a handful of philosophers get a hold of this agnostic thing, and they, and they like to make things unnecessarily complicated. So if you, <laughs> if you have, if you have a belief or if you don't have a belief in X, well then that means you have a belief in, or in not X, you know, and then they try yeah. to, they try to just make things as, as, as intricate and complicated as it can possibly be until it gets absurd. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it, atheism, according to philosophers, and you get to any academic philosophy website, yes. just Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy or the Internet Encyclopedia of Philosophy, both of them say that atheism is a belief that there is no God. <laughs> but every atheist in the world, other than philosophers, says, no, I, we just don't buy your bullshit. We just don't believe there is a God. That's it. Yeah. So in yeah. practical application, we have the entire universal atheist movement and i'm a representative of american atheists i was a president of atheist alliance of america i do things in association with many other atheist organizations all of them thousands of people identifying as not having a belief in god they put their definition atheism means one thing we don't believe you we don't believe in a god not that we believe not that we necessarily believe there is no god 
just that we don't believe there is a God. I, and, no, and, the, the, and the philosophers always get upset and say, well, that's <laughs> shut up, dog. <laughs> the, the philosophers always get upset and say, well, that's not utilitarian. No, your definition is not utilitarian. Well, you, you've redefined it to control the narrative. No, you're literally the ones that have redefined it. In the 1800s, you did the, the arbitrary revision. So they do a lot of projection. I'm using the original, dominant, and still currently consistent, utilitarian, practical, oh, <clears throat> common, working definition. And the philosophers have their navel-gazing confusion, I guess. It, 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 their definition does nothing but start arguments. Yeah. And it has no practical application beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I say this after having argued with a shit ton of philosophers about it, all of whom want to tell me how I'm ignorant or I'm lying or, you know, they, 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 well, we have a degree in philosophy, so you don't know what you're talking about. But then I prove with their own sources that I'm, that I'm right. And then, and then what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, I heard, um, I remember many, many years ago uh, seeing a video about Christopher Hitchens talking about Someone asked him about that. What's the difference between being an agnostic and an atheism? I can't remember exactly what he said, but it's basically something along those lines. Of, he said he's not so he's not just an atheist. He's an anti-theist. Yeah, he's an anti-theist. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then he went on to say that, that uh, the, the reason he's an anti-theist is not just that he has a belief that there is no God, but that religion is inherently evil. Correct. Yeah, that was the first time I'd heard that term, actually. And and I get it. I, I remember used to, I used to tell friends um you know patrick well why don't you believe in god i'd say well it's not about if i believe in god or not it's just if let's just say there was a god okay let's say you're right and there was a god i'm not going to worship him anyway i don't care he's a creator that that's sort of the position i took like why am i just because he created i'm supposed to bow down get on a knee and worship this person and i'm supposed to thank him for the privilege of doing it uh, that's something also, also i find odd about religion so forget the idea that god exists or not why were you? Why are we getting on our knees? Why are we worshiping? Why, why is that so? It's such a magical thing to do. I I don't get that aspect of it either. I've had a number of religious fundamentalists ask me that question. If we could prove that there was a God, would you worship him? I say I no. Say no. Yeah, that's why I say yeah. fuck no. I I, I can I know that there's no. a God. I can know that there's this this unjust, tyrannical uh, despot who's going to punish me uh, for 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 thinking. Well, just for thinking, the, yeah. the despot is going to punish me for any thoughts that I have, any any kind of questions, any kind of ambitions, whatever it is, you know, because the, all the believers want to do is get all slave lovey about any being worthy of worship would not want to be worshipped. I agree. That, yeah. that's a boy I, I'm going to steal that. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to steal that. I love the way you just said that because that's that encapsulates exactly how i feel i love that yeah that's that's such an interesting you know it's another interesting argument is i hear all the time is um well patrick you're you're not religious or you don't believe in god how how are you moral where do you get your morals from how can you be a good person it's like what you connect religion to morality you're saying wait so th let me get this straight i don't remember who said it maybe it was christopher hitchens who said like wait a second so the only thing stopping you from killing somebody is religion otherwise you'd be out just murdering people I mean, it's a crazy idea that that's what's keeping you from you grabbing a gun and just go shooting up the local Walmart is God. 
right now. Yeah, well, the, the reality is that the, the where they get their morality from is the same place that we all get our morality from, and it ain't their God. It's, it's that we have evolved as a social species, that we, uh, we, the, there was a point in our evolution where we lost the, the super muscularity that, you know, the chimpanzees and gorillas have. So we're, the, we're just these little weaklings and we didn't yet have the super brain. So we're just as dumb as them, but we're not as strong. And the only advantage that we have, and this has been shown out in laboratory tests as well, chimpanzees don't have the feeling of altruism and community that we do. They will, they, they will work together within limits, you know, only, only so often as it, uh, as it, as it promotes their own interest. Sure. Where we will be altruist, you know, we, yeah. we will, we'll, we'll go to the ends of the earth for each other. So, I mean, so, you know, imagine a, a tribe of uh, Australopiths or whatever, you know, wandering across the savanna looking for food. And then a, um, you know, some saber tooth cat jumps out and, it, and attacks one of them. And in, in any other herd animal, you know, all the others would, would run and, and leave the weak or the slow. Uh, to you know the, the the children or whatever, and the pregnant females leave them uh, to to be attacked and killed. But our community didn't. So even though we're weak and small, and we have useless teeth and no claws, we can throw rocks, and there's fifty of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like how you put that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you put that. That is great. That so is it great. was our compassion for our family, friends, and fellows that bore us out. And yeah. so that's where morality comes from. Is it, and, and we we get a sense of joy from being appreciated, right? Who nobody gets a sense of joy out of being feared. Yeah. If, if, yeah. if you if you enjoy being feared, you are in fear. You're in deep fear and you need to feel that other people are afraid of you because of how afraid you are. That is an aberrant behavior. That is not conducive to society. We need people who love. We need people who feel empathy for other people. That's what built us. That's where morality came from. And yeah. Christianity is not a source of morality at all. And the Christians will think that, well, if you do bad things, you're going to get punished by God. Wrong. God doesn't punish bad things. God punishes disbelief. Oh, interesting. He doesn't reward good behavior either. Belief is good behavior. Same thing with the Quran. Then the Quran is explicit about it. In the Quran, belief is good behavior. Disbelief is bad behavior. So it doesn't matter how evil you are. All sins will be forgiven if you but believe, or they can be forgiven. You just have to ask for it. So, so all sins can be forgiven if you believe. But if you don't believe, then it doesn't matter how good you are, because the only sin that will not be forgiven is the sin of disbelief. And it says that in the Bible three times. Yeah. Oof, so you, you have to believe, and then you're saved. And if you don't believe, then you're damned. And there's and there's no way. You, you can yeah. have an evil John Christian get into heaven Hitler can get into heaven if he accepts Jesus Christ in this last moments, right? Yeah, and yeah, but then the, any altruistic, uh, like 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 Bill Gates giving you know millions of dollars to to medical health organizations, or 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 Warren Buffett giving you know, to 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 feeding the homeless or whatever millions of dollars as, as these guys do, and then the Bible says that no unbeliever can ever do good. Well, here's demonstrations of unbelievers doing good 
Yeah. And we're, we're still going to believe the Bible anyway, even even when we keep proving it wrong. Shut up, dogs! <laughs> That's usually my, me and my dog, so I'm, I'm actually happy it's happening to somebody else, to be honest. Shut up! <laughs> to be honest, you know. No, oh, that is um, that is very interesting. Um, do you have any friends that are religious? I'm curious. Do you got any buddies you play poker with or something on a Friday night or something? I did, I did, but uh, but then Trump happened, and ah. uh, I, I lost the uh, some old friends, and I, I lost the last remnants of my family. They could forgive me not worshiping God, but they they couldn't forgive me not worshiping the orange God. Intr- Whoa, that is interesting. That is very interesting. Wow. I said that Trump was objectively corrupt. And that, and since I've said that, we've had so many examples of, of objective confirmation of his corruption. And I thought, but, but they, they, they hated that I said that he was corrupt when they didn't want to believe it. And they say they hated it worse. When I said this is an this is a, an objective fact, we can prove this. This isn't just a matter of opinion. We've got the documents to show it, and that was the last communication with my yeah. family. I'm sorry to hear that. I really am. Yeah, just, you, you just cannot badmouth Trump. Yeah, that seems to be something that's happening. I mean, it's not the first time I've heard that. This is happening all over the country, of people losing family, families splitting up, friends, you know, friendships uh, being lost. Um, mothers not talking to daughters daughters not talking to mothers uh vice versa right everything um yeah it's yeah, sad. sadly sadly it seems that politics is even less rational than religion <laughs> yeah that's that's true that is true yeah it's uh it's definitely a crazy time it's um you know as far as that goes for sure you know how, how do you I, I had this talk with um i had pete sessions on he is a he's running for He's a Republican candidate running for the uh, 17th uh, congressional district. Um, sort of a very famous politician back in the day up in Dallas, uh, to be honest with you. For well, I'm in years. Dallas, so I'm familiar yeah. with that. Yeah, so you know Peace Sessions. So I had him on the podcast because, again, he's running for, for Congress here in Waco. So anyway, I asked him, um, why do you say, because he always says um, uh, Christian-based politics. That's what he always said. And I said, Pete, what, what do you say to somebody like myself who's not a believer and you're saying Christian-based politics, right? Like separation of church and 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 right and government, right? This is what do you say about that? And he he gave some answer. Well, it's faith-based and and this, that, and the other, which I still don't like, right? So, how is you as as an atheist, right? How how do you find who to connect with politically? Just because religion is so, even on the left, even I'm a Democrat, I'm a registered Democrat. I voted for Biden, but religion is still on the left. Even there's still, you know, it's still very much on the left as well. Religion is on the left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not in the United States. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Biden spouts all the time. He's a Catholic. Uh, goes to church <laughs> all the time. Overwhelmingly, religion in the United States now has become evangelicalism, and it is far right. That is true. That that is true. I, I would agree with that. But but there's definitely Jesus, uh, Democrats Jesus and liberals. Jesus was on the left. Yeah, <laughs> his followers are on the right. <laughs> I, uh, there's, a, I there's a beautiful video. There's a beautiful video about GOP Jesus. Your listeners should look it up. You can either, you can GOP also find it Jesus. I like or you can also look it up under Republican Jesus. Either way, okay. it's it's Jesus spouting right wing beliefs instead of that are directly opposite of what jesus actually said 
Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you there. It's, it's interesting. Um, I mean, I find it hard for myself sometimes when politicians talk like that, when they say faith-based and Christian-based and, and we're going to have Christian beliefs. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 I don't have Christian beliefs. Why, why are we doing that? I don't, that's not where I want to go. It, we shouldn't have any belief. What about this person who's a Muslim? And what about this guy's a Hindu and this guy's this and that guy, what, what are they all supposed to get behind? Um, I just think, you know, right. We should just be taking, obviously taking, uh, religion yeah. out of the politics uh, the american dream and and trump it was appropriate that trump said that the american dream is dead because he's the one that killed it uh, <laughs> the american dream was that you could come to the united states which was a secular government so all of the religious laws that that impose the caste system or that or that that prohibit your freedom of belief or freedom of speech wherever you used to be you come here and now it no longer matters you can be Jewish, you can be Muslim, you can be neighbors at the same time, and it's all good. We don't care, you know that that, that this guy's Jewish and this guy's and 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 this guy's Muslim. They're and they're running a business together. Yeah, you know that exactly. you're the boss and 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 you're the you're the manager and whatever, and then you hire some Christians who, you know, as your wait staff or whatever, and it and it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. It's it's a meritocracy now. It's what can you do. You know, you're so you're you're Indian, okay? Well, welcome, Sanjay. And uh, you know what? That caste system you, you you escape from it doesn't exist here. So now you are an you are equal with me. So that was the beauty, the beauty of the American dream. It's gone yeah. because we had to we had to we had to include religion, which is the great poison that ruins everything. That is tough. When when you um, I'm curious. I mean, I'm sure this probably doesn't happen. But I'm curious. Do you ever find yourself getting in these like deep, long conversations on an airplane or a butt with people? Does that ever happen about this st sort of stuff? Uh, usually, I find that on airplanes, people don't talk. Well, that's true. Well, any place. I mean, I just airplane was an example, <laughs> but uh, any event or I don't know. Out? Do people ask you a lot about it? Do you find yourself just? constantly having these debates or conversations um you know because of that i mean i've had a lot of a lot of conversations not usually with strangers in situations like i'd be like being on an airplane yeah uh, and and what i'm talking about is usually beyond the average pale yeah i mean most of the people that i've ever encountered in my life are only capable of talking about hunting fishing and football <laughs> And, and, and if you're not interested, if, if you want to talk about anything that is outside of grandpa's personal experience, there's nowhere you can go. So I, I'm not interested in hunting or fishing or football. I've never watched a football game. I shot a squirrel once when I was eight or nine because my dad gave me a rifle and wanted me to go hunting with him. And he hunts all the time. He's killed more meat than he's ever bought in a store. Uh, and so he, he was all about hunting. That's all he ever did. Yeah. Uh, but it just, I shot a squirrel and I felt horrible for it and never did it again. I, he, my dad believed that, that dumb animals don't have feelings. They're just meat robots that look like they experience pain and terror, but they don't really because they don't have souls. Well, I could tell that these animals actually have love and they do feel terror and sympathy and compassion 
and it's real. My, my dad has killed over a dozen dogs because that's just what you do with a dog when it, when it irritates you. You kill it because it's just a dumb animal. It's just a meat robot. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow, not a and I, I have a responsibility. I've adopted a dog. It is, it is up to me to take care of it. Yeah. And, and even when that Pyrenees barks all, barks his way through every damn podcast I do, <laughs> <laughs> I still have some responsible to this autistic mammal. <laughs> to take care of. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Absolutely. I want to add one other thing too on religious uh, and politics and everything. If you use religion as your reason or justification for any act or policy, then you still haven't given a reason. Religion isn't good enough. We're doing this because we believe X. No, that, you know, you need a secular reason before it to be a reason. Yeah. And religious people don't seem to understand that. Yeah. Well, that's because to them, that's the only way of life and everyone needs to get behind that or else that's what yeah. bothers me about it. Right. That that's another thing that bothers me about. It. It's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's tough, man. It's, it's just a tough situation to, to, to handle. Um, you know what, a lot of times, and you know, I'm going to just be very open here on the podcast and, you know, I'm, I'm afraid a lot of times to say, um, an atheist or not a believer, um, Sometimes I'm, I'm not not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it by no means. But sometimes I'm afraid to talk about it because I'm going to get put down or we're going to start an argument or a conversation or something I'm just not ready to get into. And that's such an odd thing to be, because there is this like we talked about before, this misconception of you're an atheist. Oh, you're a Satan worshiper. What? I just said I don't believe they even get that confused. I've had that that confusion happen before, too, where you say an atheist. Oh, you believe in Satan? What? That's not what I'm saying. I didn't say I worship Satan. I, I'm, you know, so it's it's kind of like you start being afraid of, you know, being who you are. And, and that's just a dangerous place to be. It's such a crazy. I don't want to feel that way. And I feel politicians are that way, too. I actually think there's a lot more atheist politicians that they're willing to admit uh, because they feel shit. I can't say that. I'm going to lose, you know, how many constituents. Um, Look at George that. W. Bush. How, how he courted the, the religious right, how he said that we needed to teach intelligent design in schools and so forth. On his last day as president, the last interview he did, he was asked, do you really believe that the Bible is true? And he laughed and said, probably not. And in that last interview, he, he admitted that evolution is real and Bible probably fake. Wow. Wow. I got to see that. That's crazy. They, there was a theory about Obama too, right? That he would say there he's a humanist and, and that he, they can never get him to talk about religion in, in a specific way. Um, well, Obama he, admitted to being Christian. He said that he, he was atheist once upon a time. Okay. Maybe that's what, but then he glommed the, the, the Christian position. Cause you have to, you have to, I think that's what it is. I don't even think he really wanted to. I just think yeah. it's, I'll tell you, I'll again, tell you an atheist stigma. Yeah, there's an atheist and atheist political candidate. Uh, well, there's a lot of atheist political candidates, actually. Who, uh, in Arizona, which is a very red state uh, in the 2016 election, they, they, they elected nine open atheists to various positions. I love that uh, within the state. You know, so, and, and I'm, I'm 
I'm a I'm on the board of uh, the the Center for Free for Free Thought Equality, and they advocate political uh, candidates who have no belief. And so, you, so there are a lot of them all over the all over the country. They're they're cropping up because atheism yeah. is on the rise in every state at once, while I religion agree. is in a yeah. steep decline. Yeah, and Islam was the fastest growing religion. Was for a long time. Islam was the fastest growing religion. And I think technically it still is, but it's staggering because Islam came up with something that they didn't expect to have attenuation yeah. where they're, they're, they, they have a whole bunch of babies. Now, now we've just created all these other, you know, Muslim babies and we will, you know, there, there was a lot of people saying that they were going to take over. They were, they were admitting that the plan was to Islamify Europe, for example. Sure. But the problem is, is that a lot of their kids could turn out to be 20 years old and decide they don't believe that. A lot of them, actually. And if you don't live in a country where apostasy is a death sentence, now suddenly you're 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 in a secular you're, you're in a secular country. You're in Europe, and we can't kill you for being an apostate anymore. Well, yep. I don't know. Now what's happening? Yep. So Islam is stumbling, yeah. And I'm doing my best to cut the legs out from under it. Sure. Well, wow, I, I think that the best way the best way to become an apostate is to read the Quran. I think it is important to study the word of something you're trying to, you know, talk about a hundred percent, you know, you know, I've studied the Bible a lot, actually. Uh, you know, again, I was, I was very deeply into religion for a few years there in my early twenties and I studied it so much. I must've read it backwards and forwards because I wanted to know so bad. I wanted to find out I was, you know, deeply thirsting for knowledge and thirsting for this idea that this could be possible um, but again, you know, with time, everybody sort of changes, you know, that sort of thing. What, what do you say to somebody who, you know, look, I work with a lot of people. I, I do have friends and family that are religious and are these things. And, and those conversations don't come up. Do, do you find yourself having a difficult time talking to anybody that's religious about anything? Or do you just not even like having conversations with, with people that are religious about anything? I did... Uh, I, I talked with um, Dr. Kenneth Miller, uh, who's a who wrote the, the the textbooks on biology for high school that that promote evolution. He was the the star witness in Kitz Miller versus Dover, and I got along very well with him. I thought we hit it off brilliantly. I'm going to be interviewing him again tomorrow oh, for, awesome. for a live show, wow. uh, and I I really liked him, and we we got on famously. Yeah. And I think it's probably best that we not bring up religion. Yeah. Because that's that's the great divider, isn't it? <laughs> sure. I mean, that's what I do. I just don't bring up religion with people that are religious or whatever, right? I just leave it alone because the moment they ask me, I can't lie. I can't say I believe when I don't. I can't do that. I'm going to say mm, I don't really that's not for me. You know, yeah. Now, so what, what I'm doing, I know that a lot of people are afraid to call themselves atheists. And I just want to be, once again, very clear. If you're not convinced that an actual deity really exists, you're atheist. That's me, then. Then but, I'm an atheist. Yeah, that's, that's, it's that's that me. simple. It's, does the subject believe in a god? Yes equals theist. No equals atheist. That's, that's it. simple. And, and if you say, well, I believe there's something, we all believe there's something. <laughs> Is it a magical anthropomorphic immortal? 
can it read your mind and, 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 and empower miracles? You know, if that's not what you believe, then it ain't a God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is interesting. Do you think it's possible for people to find good things out of the Bible, for instance, where I've talked to people that are atheists. I even have friends that they go, well, I don't like, uh, you know, I'm an atheist, whatever, but, but I've, I've, I've read some good hymns or right. There's some good scripture. There's some good ideas. Thought, but I've also heard like, you know, Christopher Hitchens is very famously not like that very much. You know, he, he's definitely against it. So I'm curious where you stand on that. Do you, do you feel, feel there are some good things to learn from it? I think that you can put whipped cream in a cherry on top of a pile of shit. And, <laughs> and, and that's, that's what you would get as far as looking for something good in the Bible. Yeah. I will say okay. that there, I can't say that there's no wisdom in the Bible because there is Ecclesiastes 3, 18 to 21. And that's it. Interesting. What are the only say? reason the only reason that most. qualifies as wisdom is because it contradicts the rest of the Bible. Is it is it is it cool if you paraphrase a little bit of that? Yeah, or? that's it, that is it talking about um, uh, that that men uh, don't realize that they are but beasts, and who knows whether the breath slash spirit because they used to think that the reason people think that they have a soul is because we thought that breathing that air was spirit. And so, so nobody has a spirit. It's your breath, literally. So it, 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 in Ecclesiastes, they say, who knows whether the breath or the spirit, depending on the translation, of the beast goes downward into the earth and that the spirit of, or, or breath of man ascends upward. You know, nobody knows. So yeah. stop worrying about it and just, you know, deal with your, your own real life. Uh, he's, and, and it says there that the only reason that we don't accept that we are beasts is our own vanity that we refuse wow. to admit it because we want to be better than everybody else. Wow. Wow. Okay. That is cool. There's one in Matthew that, um, you know, it's actually not even very religious. It's just the idea that, that I've always liked, um, which was something about, you know, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing sort of thing when you're giving away, right? Like for charity. I've always liked that idea that people, you know, if you're going to give something away, you're not shouting out to the street. Hey, look at me, everybody. I'm about to give away some money to, you know, help some people out or you just do it right? Nobody knows what's happening here. I'm helping out. So I always like that idea, but that's not really even tied to religious or religion or God or the Bible or anything. Remember right? this that, one too. This is concept. an important one. Matthew also says, do not be like the hypocrites who pray out where everyone can see them. Yes. Pray in the privacy of your own room. <laughs> I think it's in the same, I think it's in the same portion of that, actually, that same, what you're talking about. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, look, it's, you know, it's just a, it's such an odd thing. Um, you know, like, look, there's left and right, right? Democrats, Republicans, same sort of situation of, you know, people are, I mean, I have friends that are liberals right now that have cut off Trump supporting family member. They've just said, I'm never talking to you again. Like you're out of my life because you like Trump. Not that they had a fight or anything, just that you, oh, you like Trump. You're going to vote for him. Oop, you're out of my life. And that's a very odd thing to happen, right? I mean, how are we supposed to move forward in society if if we can't agree, you know, not agree or disagree sort of thing, but you know, you ever get watch along Fox with differences. News? You yeah, ever watch I, Fox News? I actually just, watch it a lot just to see all the nonsense. You notice know. when they, they refer to the left as radical left, you can't say left without saying radical leftists because you're right. to be bad somehow. I hate that. I hate uh, that. and then we're 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 libtards and we're communists and we're demon rats. Yeah. And and we're, we're, we're satanic we're, and, and somehow they're they're pedophile sex ring and just every kind of evil that you can think of. You're going to lob onto 
the left, just because it's the left. Why? Because it's lies again. So here's the, here's the proper summary of the last versus the right on the political spectrum. And by the way, that's not even the most important thing. There's another axis. There's an, there's not just a left and right. There's an up and down too. the up is authoritarian and the down is libertarian, not to be consumed with, not to be uh, confused with libertarianism, which is a right wing position, but I am on the anti-authoritarian left and every president we've had in our lifetime, including Obama and Clinton, they're all on the authoritarian right. So when they say on Fox News that, that Biden and his radical leftist agenda, he's an authoritarian right. Yeah, he's, he's a, a right winger. Right? Yeah, totally. Right. He's not, he's not remotely left. So yeah. what's the difference between the right and the left? The right want to take away your rights. And the left wants to give you rights and preserve your rights. That's honestly what it is. We want you to have free health care. They want to take away your. They want to take away the woman's right to choose. They want. They want to make you uh, be denied your coverage because of pre-existing conditions. They want to be able to raise your rates because the pharmaceutical companies and the, and and the insurance companies have a hand in this. Where so many other countries, they don't. They figured out that hey, if we let the pharmaceutical companies and the insurance companies run this thing, the healthcare will be through the roof. Watch why we pay more for our healthcare than anybody else on the planet. So we want every. We want equality. And we want a better environment and we want better education. The right does not want you to have an education. They want you to be uneducated, un unquestioning minions. And we want you to be capable stewards to take over the next generation. That's the difference between the right and the left. I am unapologet unapologetically on the left because I value human rights more than corporate profits. That's what it comes down to. Sure. I can, I can totally get behind that a hundred percent. Um, yeah, I guess really my thing is like, how do you, how do you go through life, you know, balancing friendships and family with people that have these different beliefs, you know, that, cause I have friends that are Republicans and are going to vote for Trump, um, and family, and I'm not going to excise them from my life. They've been friend, they've been a part of my life for so long, you know, no, I, I was cut off. I didn't, I didn't cut. Yeah, no, no, else. totally. Totally. That, that's what I'm saying. Like for you, but besides that, let's just say friends or coworker or anybody, is it hard to right to navigate that? Like what, what do you think people could do? Because what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to compare basically Democrat Republican to atheist, non-atheists and how Here, we can all get along. That, that's basically so Trump says that, uh, that the Democrats Want, and, and I don't even identify as, as Democrat. I have to vote Democrat because it's a two-party system, but I'm not a Democrat. My, I, I ran for office and I ran as a Democrat because, again, it's a two-party system. It's the only thing you can do. In Texas, independence yeah, me too. Get a primary. Me too. So I, I you know have to. So anyway, when Trump says that Democrats want to make it legal to have post-birth abortions, my mother believes it. She, she thinks that's true. Sure. I tell her that's not true. We can show that we can prove that in a minute. Get on Google for like 10 seconds on Google and you'll be able to tell. Nobody ever said that we want to we want to legalize post-birth abortions. She wants will not look it up. She wants to believe the lies she's being fed and she doesn't care what the truth is. I don't get that. This is this is both with the hard right wing politics, with the Trumpism and with religion, especially conservatism, where they want to go back to the good old days when only straight, white, rich, Christ, Protestant Christian men had rights. That's 
they want to go back to a time that was horrible by comparison to what it was here just a few years ago. I, I don't get not wanting to know what the truth is. I don't get not wanting to understand something, but rather you know, just believe what you're told. We're people, homo sapiens, man the wise. It is against our nature to blindly believe the bullshit we're told and to not want to know the truth. Yeah. 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 Oh, I couldn't agree with you more, man. That, I would truth. rather be wrong and find out that I'm wrong and correct myself to not be wrong anymore than to never realize my error and be wrong for the rest of my life. But believers know they're wrong very often, not always know they're wrong and want to stay that way. Yeah. It makes absolutely. no sense. Well, I think some people, it's just not a big deal in their life. It's not, it's not anything that controls their life. They live, they don't live like it by no means. Um, I mean, I have a lot of friends like that. They're only religious when they go back home with their parents, right? They're only religious when it's time to go meet everyone at church at seven o'clock on Sunday. That's the only time they're religious, right? And, and they, they, they do live multiple lives in, in a way. I mean, I can't be that way. I can't, I can't fake something like that. I cannot fake. I just can't do it. I mean, I can't fake it. So, but some people can. Right or wrong, I don't know what it is. You know, that this I guess it's just teach their own in that sense. Um, you know, I don't know. All I know is where I'm where I'm at. Yeah, I, love, <laughs> I almost want to bring in my dog just so they can make uh, make yours make yours feel better. Um, well, look, man, I I know um, you know I've really appreciated this conversation today, and I know we didn't have much time today, uh, but this is this is an amazing conversation. I I can't tell you how much I truly enjoyed uh, listening to you, and I, I learned quite a bit actually. I'm listening to you. So <laughs> you got a co-host. You got he likes what I'm saying. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I have to keep the mic muted most of the time. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Come here, big boy. Come here. Stop it. <laughs> Beauty, look at that face. <laughs> he's a very loving, he's a very loyal dog. Oh, see, there you go. Look, hey. see what happened. There you go. <laughs> Rockets from Spain. I used him in Spain, so we brought him back from Spain. What is he? He's a little Spanish greyhound. That is, that is brilliant. He's beautiful. He is. He's awesome. Yeah, I have three dogs. I have a Dachshund Corgi mix, uh, and they call that breed a Dorgy. And... <laughs> <laughs> and we we have another dog that is uh that we rescued for all of our all of our animals are rescues and we have another yeah, one that we got too. from a pound she was a puppy on uh, she was on her seventh day in the pound they were about to destroy her <gasps> and she and we saved her so she, she's oh. been happy with us and oh. she is a uh, a louisiana leopard dog i don't even know if i've ever heard of that I, th I think that the other i think the breed is called catahoulie oh i have a dog Sort of looks like that. Is it the Brendel hair color? It's it's yeah. It's, she's right here. Come here. Let me uh, see. Get up in the camera. <laughs> oh oh yeah. Okay, that's different than my dog. Oh, she is gorgeous. Look at that. Oh man, look at that. That. <laughs> I love it. Oh beautiful. Oh, well, I'm glad man, we got yeah. to share our dogs. <laughs> oh man, I love dog. My dogs are, are rescues as well. I, I love. I mean, they're my 
they're my wife. We don't have kids. My wife and I don't have kids. So they're our kids, you know, they are literally our kids. So, well, listen, um, I, again, I, I really appreciate the time, man. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I know you got a busy schedule. So just really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and our, 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 our fans, our listeners here and, and give us a good well, conversation. I very much appreciate the invitation. Thank you very, very much. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time. Oh, 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 o